Renee Murphy is an environmental scientist and director of sales for Intrinsic Environmental in Mountain View, California. She has a bachelor's in business entrepreneurship from University of Southern California and a master's degree in plant science agriculture from Cal Poly Pomona. Renee incorporates her native plant knowledge and her agronomic background, developing nature-based sustainable solutions for contamination and drought-impacted sites using biotechnology and phytomediation. As an educator about the advances in phytomediation, Renee has presented to Sustainable Silicon Valley and serves as a panelist speaker for the International Water Holdings Corporation conferences across the Southwest. This fall, Renee will be presenting in the NASA Sustainable Green Team in Silicon Valley and internationally in South Africa. Renee is passionate about teaching her community about growing sustainability, self-reliance, and seed saving. She teaches free courses through local nurseries and outreach programs. She is also a guest speaker and workshop educator for the Masters Gardeners and the California Native Plant Society. She hopes to inspire people to get their hands on dirty and grow. Well, she certainly inspired me. So I welcome none other than Renee Murphy. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people, and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well, more specifically where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, my name is Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and I'm your host at Grateful Heart TV. Today, I have none other than Renee Murphy, and I can't even begin to tell you how cool this chick is. Well, actually, this show, I'm going to tell you how cool this chick is. So this chick and I, Renee, you used to go by Powell, right? It was your maiden name? Yes. We actually went to high school together a few moons ago. Uh, we both went to Dobson High School here in Arizona. And you know, there's we just need to have shirts made that say it's a Dobson thing because I don't know what it is, but I know so many Dobson people, and we all just love each other. Right. You know, it's just a Dobson thing. Yeah, it's amazing how many of our relationships we've maintained over the years. It totally is. It's super cool. So here we are, just a few years after we graduated. I won't say how many years after we graduated. <laughs> Shh. We don't talk about that. Um, but I like. Okay, so maybe we were class of 91. Maybe I am going to bring it up. And maybe we might be in these stands here somewhere from forever ago. It was just the funniest thing. So the reason why I have Renee on today, and I know you guys just heard the intro, and it's very impressive and very cool, um, but what I really wanted to pick Renee's brains on is growing food. I have, you know how people have green thumbs? Yes. You have two green ones. And mine are like black. I don't think they grow anything. So I, I asked Renee to come on our show today, Midlife Farm Girl, because I've been friends with her for years and I've been following her on Instagram and I've been seeing all these super cool posts. And I'm like, oh, this chick's gotta teach me a thing or two. Um, and I have this desire to start affordable housing projects. And part of one of the projects I'm working on would incorporate people growing their own food. So none other than Renee over here, who has 15, over 1,500 posts about how to grow food, and this was just your hobby. 
Yes, I just do this for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so her and I are kind of crazy the same way, and maybe it's a Dobson thing, that we do things that other people do for livings for fun. For fun, yes. For fun, because we like to give back and we like to educate. And so, so many of these posts, farm to table, patio garden, research, she does a ton of speaking. Like, I'm like this little tiny person next to this big, magnificent scientist over oh, here. Oh, that's not true. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's oh, yes. not true. And, um, you know, and I know I said a few words about the fact, like, I had no idea when I asked her to be on the show that you were a scientist. I'm like, oh, I just thought you grew really cool food that I saw. <laughs> and so, Renee, I know you're coming to us from California and you are a cool scientist. Will you just tell us a little bit about your day-to-day life? Because we're going to talk about your hobby after the sure, break because sure. that's why I brought you here. Sure. But I want to talk about your day-to-day life. So I guess my technical title would be uh, environmental scientist. I have a master's in plant science. Uh, but what I actually do is I utilize uh, trees uh, and I pair them with endophytes, which is just a bacteria. Just a bacteria. So uh, phytoremediation is basically using trees to remediate soil. Uh-huh. And what actually had gotten me interested in going back and getting my master's was reading about what NASA was doing in remediation, and that they were trying to grow plants on Martian soil, and that soil is toxic, and then plants have the ability to pull toxin out of the soil, heavy metals out of the soil. And everybody's heard of, you know, the research that doing they're doing with house plants that pull toxin yeah. from the soil. Something about that just spoke to me. And I think as an environmentalist yeah. my entire life, it put two and two together. And I always loved to garden. It was something I always did with my mother. It's something that I did with my kids. Now I was not good at it. Oh, you mean you had two, was, you started with two brown or black uh, thumbs I too? No, it was like a, like a brownish greenish. Sometimes <laughs> it was green, sometimes, most of the time it was brown. Um, but I, that we fixed, that we fixed by going back to school. Um, but that is what inspired me to go back to school. And miraculously enough, I'm actually working within the field that inspired me to go back to school in that the first so place. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, I know you had a whole different profession that was thriving before I did, I you did. got into this. So that's really courageous to go from something that you were doing so well at to all of a sudden changing your mind and going in a whole different genre. Well, and the fact that it was in fashion design. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like totally different line of work. Absolutely. It, it, you know, it, I was living the dream Yeah. as a young girl from Arizona. I yes. was living the dream. I was in New York every month, but at one point it just stopped being the dream. I couldn't see myself spending another 40 years selling an image that doesn't exist. Oh, wow. That's and, pretty deep there, mm-hmm. Renee. Like, I, wow. That I, hit home. I started questioning every day what I was doing. And when wow. you own your own business. I got chills all over, girlfriend. Seriously. You're, you're in it to win it when yeah. you're running a business. You know that. I know that. You yeah. know that. And if you can't believe in what you're doing, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. And and so with, the, with social media coming on, again, that's when it started taking that joy away from me. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't see this as the rest of my life. Um, and I had started hiking and doing all these active sports. Yes. And that's all I wanted to do. Be outdoors. And I knew when I was in a wonderful, uh, I was invited to this amazing wedding in a castle. And I was wearing a floor-length gown. And I should have been, Taylor Swift filmed her video there. Yeah. I should have been living the dream. All I wanted to do was rock climb on the outside of the <laughs> castle walls. And I knew that that was it. I, I had to leave. So you're probably like picturing yourself over there with the vet cuda. Yes, I hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hanging on for your dear life right. to the side of and, a mountain. Or and cl- I knew this yeah. was not it. I, I had to stop. So I did w- walked away. Walked well, away. that is hugely courageous because yeah. most people, 
I think in our uh, culture, and, if you and feel age, like you've made an age group, yeah, an age, age group, group and right? you, you feel like you hit a successful point in your career, most people don't just walk away. And certainly not for reasons that are, I think, intrinsic to you being more internally, you're finding more joy from what you're giving back to the community. And I certainly resonate with that. I love that. So you didn't mention where you worked at, though, on your day to day. Oh, so, <laughs> so I work for um, Intrinsic Environmental, and what is really super cool about this company is I did get a call one day uh, from my now boss who uh -huh. said, hey, this is this is Dr. Freeman, and, you know, I worked in NASA Biological Sciences. And wait, 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 NASA? He, worked, he had his start at NASA Biological Sciences, okay. and their offices were uh, at NASA Ames. And this was the call that I got as I was working at a native plant nursery, working in restoration. And he said, I saw on Facebook that you are working with Salicornia Pacifica. Okay, you're gonna have to define that in just a moment. That's it, a big it, word. It's, it's, it's a helophytic plant. That means it just, uh, it grows really, really well in salt and uptake salt. Okay. But nobody would know that. No. Unless you were in that industry, right? right? Mm -hmm. And he saw this and said, you work in my industry, and here's the crazy thing. He also went to high school with us. Stop it! Yes, he did. He did not. It's a yes. Dawson thing, I'm telling yes, you. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he said, let's talk about what you're doing. Okay. So we ended up doing collaborative research, and then shortly after... He I, had you come on board. I, I had to. It was my dream job. That is yeah, so amazing. Was, so you're living your dream now. I, I, just it, your dream changed. Absolutely. You know, my dream changed. Your dream changed. My dream changed. I love that. Yeah. Because uh, we all are allowed to change, you know. And, you know, that was the thing is when I did leave my career, all the people I worked with were trying to tell me I was crazy. Yeah. And and that was their fear. Yeah. It wasn't mine. Right. I wasn't afraid that I was no. leaving. No. So I really did you knew for you were a while. following your path. And, and I had to separate myself from that life. Right. Knowing that I had to establish my new life. Wow. Okay, so right. we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about what I actually asked Renee to come on board to talk about. It's teach us how to have some green thumbs. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Grateful Heart TV for more content. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage 
that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, we're back from break, and I just learned something really cool about Renee on break that I didn't know um, pri prior to the Dobson thing. Uh, Homegirl actually lived in South Africa. I did. And yeah, I was just yeah, asking her on break, like, don't we want to talk about this little event you have going on? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, this one's not mine. So go ahead and share with us what, what I pulled up on the screen. Yeah, so um, intrinsic environmental, a lot of what we need to do is educate uh, engineers and uh, city officials about how they could use vital remediation versus using traditional uh -huh. remediation methods, where mm -hmm. which are awful and expensive. Oh, and I'm actually sure. using trees assisted with the endophytes actually is more cost effective Plus, it's sustainable. Yeah, and, and cleans adding, our, air, our air. There's so many benefits. Who doesn't want trees out there? Who doesn't? Right. And shade, and, and it produces housing for animals. Like, it goes Absolutely. on and on but and on. Believe it or not, it's not an option that that most cities think about. Or most uh, most engineering firms think about. So yeah. we uh, we constantly educate at conferences and have speaking engagements just to educate people on this. So one of our conferences is uh, partnered with the Arbor Day Foundation uh -huh. in Seattle. Uh, and that's just a really great way to get our name out there and the different so options. If you're in the Seattle area, you might want to go check this out. And if yeah. you're not, I'm guessing people can probably hit the website and learn more anyways. Absolutely, absolutely. So then you were just here, like I just have to toot your horn because you were just here in Scottsdale talking <laughs> yeah. about reason, your scientific the cool reason stuff. I'm here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this one I can't even begin to say. But so phytoremediation, all phytoremediation. that is is using plants to remediate. So using using what God gave us, trees and plants. To basically help heal Mother Earth is that a fair and, and, statement? And he gave us he gave those plants the ability to do this. That's the cool. So part. what we need to understand is how do we full circle all of these things that are already on this Earth, and how do we figure out to use them in our advantage? Like we were supposed to to begin with. And and the the bacterial endophytes that we use are found in nature. If you yeah. imagine that there's something that eats everything, yeah. right? Well, there's something out there that eats contaminants. That's beautiful because right. we need we have a lot of it. We've so, really gotten our little mother earth very dirty this last hundred years. Yes, we have. And it's it, terrible. And if we can isolate that bacteria, inoculate it into the tree, the tree becomes sort of a super tree. I love that. Yeah. Like a superfood, it's a super tree. It's a super tree. Super yeah. tree. So you're about you're so let's just sum you up. You're all about clean water, clean air, trees, growing stuff. I love it. Like, Are, aren't we all about those things? Though? No, but we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. We're supposed yes, to be. And fortunately, most of our, I, I think most of our culture does not embrace, we look for the quick pill. Right. You Absolutely. know, and, and I think those of us that have figured out that um, there is no quick pill starts caring about our mother earth and keeping right. it clean. So now this is the actual South Africa cool thing that you get to go do. 
Yes, so this will be my first time speaking internationally in South Africa. Um, and this conference is all about resiliency and nature and climate solutions. Uh, so I couldn't be more ecstatic to be able to go to this conference and speak on phytoremediation. And this will be Everything touching that you're Africa. Excited about. And all, yes, all these people around the world can come and learn more about phytoremediation and how they might potentially uh, be able to use it to help not just. Uh, you know, contaminated areas, but no. but um, agricultural lands that are retired because of all the pesticides and herbicides we've uh. used for decades, and now the soil is dead. So how can we fix that? So you know that's it's such a perfect segue because you know what I have. <laughs> I so thought you like that. <laughs> I'm at, at, okay, midlife farm girl on Instagram. Oh my gosh, she has so many cool videos and so many cool tips on here, and I know like you were trying to save me time, um, so I <laughs> like to put the right post at the right spot. All right, I'm gonna get to, that's the easy. Here's the soil one. one. So Renee is showing us about, it takes 500 years to generate the topsoil. One inch. One inch? One inch. 500 years? Yes. So that's like more than five of our lifetimes. Absolutely, and guess what we do when we develop homes? We trash Scrape it off. all that topsoil off. Yes, we do. So when we kill our topsoil, there's no topsoil being made. How do you make it? Because it takes 500 years to make it. Well, that's the interesting point when you're dealing with uh, retired farmland. We have to now put together a system to try and reestablish the good mycorrhizae bacteria, the, the fungi that's supposed to be in the soil. We <coughs> have to put carbon back into the soil. We have to plant plants that will uh, put nitrogen back into the soil. It's a very large undertaking. If we can just manage to keep our soil healthy, then we don't have to go then through we all don't, that. It, it's, it's very much like our gut biome. If yeah. Our soil needs to be maintained like our gut biome. If we feed it fast food and garbage all the time. Oh, there you go. Synthetic fertilizers and herbicides. Look at how fat our whole culture has yeah, gotten. Absolutely. Because so many people, again, taking the quick pill, driving through the fat. And fast yes. food's gotten expensive. There's nothing good about fast food. It used to at no. least be cheap. No. You know, and I like to say you're going to spend more money on better food. But what a better thing to spend money on. Food. Your health. Yeah. Everything you totally put agree. inside your system is what's going to come out. So we need to start with topsoil, yes. right? Okay. We need and, to take care of our soil. And then I loved this one, easiest garden to start. Yes. So let's talk about, so I'm going to build these fun little affordable homes and I want everybody to have the opportunity to eat their own food they Absolutely, grow. Yeah. So we start with the right soil and then leads us into this. Well, what I recommend to anybody, whether you're a patio garden gardener, uh -huh. it's just you, you have a family, whatever that is, you have to start learning how to garden. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? I mean, there's no quick pill? There's no quick fix. Okay. So what you have to look at this as a hobby or any sort of undertaking. And I believe you need small wins. Yeah. So if you can start with what I believe to be the easiest, Get Green. a container, get some good soil, get some organic fertili mm -hmm. fertilizer in there, plant lettuce. And when you can eat fresh lettuce every single day versus that one head that is rotting in your crisper, you we know, all have that, right? I'm so related to that because right. I can tell you, like, I'll get on my kick. I'm like, I'm going to Sprouts. I'm buying all this healthy food. Mm -hmm. I don't even get through half of it. Right. And, and if it's growing in your yard, you're going to eat it. It's fresh every day. You're going out there and you're cutting it every day and there's never this uh, shelf life, so to right. speak, so to speak. Right. So what I like to say to people is start with your uh, your gar your salad in a box uh -huh. and plant the things you like in a salad. Don't plant I love something that you don't want to eat. Right. Why would you bother? Why would you bother? Yeah. Right. So we start with the salad in the box. It grows quickly. You go out there and you cut it. It will regrow. You go out there and you cut it. So I think that's the absolute easiest way to start gardening is small wins. Small wins. Start with the lettuce. 
then you start with a next thing and then a next thing. But the biggest mistake people make, they buy all the nice gear for the sports, right? Oh yeah. But then they give up. Because it seems too hard. You too can't time go down consuming. a black diamond on your first run. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I saw this post about affordable gardening. Well, I'm as scrappy as it comes. Well, I love scrappy. So and let's get some scrappy advice going. When, when I was in grad school, actually, the uh, the last portion of grad school, uh, COVID happened. Oh. And oh, so you're recent. Yes. So people were very anxious and very upset. And stress is something that is not going to help you stay healthy. No. What will stay stress keep you healthy? Does, the stress is actually probably what causes more cancer than anything I agree and I refuse to let my anxiety run my life right. so you eat well you take your vitamins and you get sun exercise and so what I started doing was on my social media I started uh -huh. filming videos of me in my kitchen yeah anything that I bought at the grocery store I would then attempt to plant the seed from that plant and I would do this over my uh, stories and then people started messaging me and saying you're inspiring me to try this with my son. And what I was really trying to do that was just so distract cool. people. Look, go out, like garden, pick up yeah. a hobby. Here's your chance to start eating You get in the sun and you're yes. exercising because you're bending down, you're lifting up, you're carrying stuff. Like and, and what did the government tell us to do? Stay indoors. Put a mask on Yeah, and get vaccinated. Yeah. Yes. We can just stop there. Yeah, we already know. So here was an opportunity really to make our communities and people healthy and start thinking yeah. of these things. And that was the last thing and that you heard. COVID actually inspired me for my dream of creating affordable housing that's more communal. You know, I wanna have five households living in an, in an acreage that they have at least one huge community tree to help keep the air clean and have like a central gathering place. Right. And then have them all have at least enough like whether it's a community, which probably should be communal, kind of farmer that can work on it together. And then what a great way, A, to get exercise and eat healthy. It's like everything that but we should be doing. Educate the upcoming generation. Oh, it's God, such yes. a great thing to do with your doing kid. It. Yes. Get them out of, out, you know, get them out from in front of the TV, get them out there with mom and dad learning yeah. how to garden so it becomes part of them. For me, it was something my mom always did with me, and I got to see my grandmother do the same I thing. I love that your mom is here today, yeah, too. Yeah, my like, mom's mom here is today. super yeah. supportive. I yeah. love that mom's in there in the other room watching yeah, all of you us. You know, she, I didn't re I'd actually say I didn't realize how much that she taught me until I started doing the community education, and these momisms just started coming I love out. It. And then the funny thing is, I would see other people so posting cool. my momisms. You know, and and how now? Okay, now that's how yeah. you know you made it. If people are repeating some of this nonsense that you spew, right? <laughs> I don't even know. What, I say so much nonsense. Um, I do too. Yeah. So I didn't realize how much of an impact, and and I think uh, growing up, you don't realize how much of an impact your parents make on you. Uh -huh. And as a parent, you don't realize that you're you're children are watching you and everything that we do when I was in the fashion industry my daughter was watching and when I left that world and I stopped wearing all the makeup mm -hmm. and stopped wearing the clothes uh, and stopped bleaching my hair white guess what she did she followed suit she followed suit I love that and she's an outdoorsman she's a rock climber she she you know uh, always wants to put plants in her pots and 
I now love she's that. going down the science road too. And what a beautiful way, because now that you've inspired your daughter, hopefully one day you'll have grandchildren that are doing the and same guess thing. guess what they get to do with me? Yeah, they get They're to go be garden in the with garden. grandma. They're going to be gardening with grandma. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. I wish my grandma gardened with me. And I actually have some great memories of being in the Bay Area. I, told, I shared with you before I moved to Arizona, I grew up in San Francisco. My grandparents actually did a lot of my raising. And I have memories of strawberries and rhubarb and all kinds of stuff all that they grew. All of our grandparents did that. Well, Where they, was the dis- Where's the disconnect on that? You know what I think it is, is society, you know, created fast food and right. then came McDonald's. And maybe when we were growing up, McDonald's was okay, but I don't know what they're putting in that food today. Right. You right. know, and, and so I think it just became a world of convenience. You know, right. we started fast food created, um, I think, a really unhealthy generation. And then why would you grow your own food if you can just go to the corner and get something cheap? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it just comes down to marketing. What we're, money. What we're taught, money, marketing, what we're taught. So there has to be a point where it inside feels right. Right. And, and so I try to let my heart guide me. Yeah. And in the science world, uh, you know, we're taught that, you know, science is fact. For me, science is always changing. I love that. And, and I can never say for a fact, this is the way to do it. What I try and teach people is, as a scientist, this is how I would go about looking for the answers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But you have to get out there and practice them, test your, have a hypothesis. Mm hmm read everything you can about the subject, then test your hypothesis, take notes, and then fail. Because you learn more from failing than you do from anything. (laughs) Absolutely. As a scientist, you are going to fail so many times over before you're going to have a success. That is so And and I think people try to say... They get beat up when they fail, and then they quit. Yes. That's what most of us do. It's hard. We want to quit. No. You keep going. If you're failing, well, now you know uh, several reasons, several ways to not do something. Right. Right? Absolutely. And then find the next thing. So speaking of which, I'm going to bring your attention back over here. This is another one of your posts, and this, I believe, is Nature's way of soil and breaks down the organic matter. Will you explain what this is about? Yeah, so this looks really important. This is in California, uh, Lafayette. It's extremely hot in Southern California, extremely hot. We go through a very, I mean, we have a very long growing season, which is amazing. Most people don't have that. I actually really upset a lot of people with a different post that I had put up stating all the things that you could grow in September. And the east coast just fired back at oh, me saying they couldn't grow any of that yes and i didn't specify the That's zone so i didn't specify the zone uh and then when i said oh i'm sorry i'm zone 9b people said what's a zone how do i find my zone so i really realized it's the basics that people need to understand yeah. but in this post uh-huh. uh how do i keep my soil cool and how do i keep my plants cool so when I'm can, in Arizona, so for so the folks here need to know this. Guess what? Nature put leaves on the ground for us to use. For a reason? Yes. We're not supposed to blow those. Don't have your gardener blow those leaves. That makes compost. That makes covering of your soil when it's hot. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would we haul them off? Because they look messy and dirty. We need to change the way we look at things. <laughs> we, we do. We need to stay out of uh, tracks that have regulations for what our yards need to look like and we mm. need to start planting food in our front yard we need to go again it, it there's there's actually laws That's what in I certain, do. certain communities yeah. where they cannot tell you you can't grow food in your yard and if you don't know the laws behind that yeah. they're going to try and push you around Oh. So, so Renee, that, that's a whole yard. other. That's yes, like that's it's... like podcast B, C, D, E, and F because you know we can talk about all the water issues, which is you know a, a 
source of contention for myself because sure. of one of the projects I'm working on. Sure. Uh, they decided to um, stop releasing water meters a week after I invested my life savings into 15 acres of land in Arizona. So that was good times. That's a tough one, yeah. Yeah, that is a tough one. Because what did you say to me on the phone, Renee? Do you remember? The first thing about buying property, where's the water coming from? Do you have water rights? Do you have water rights? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because without water, what did you say to me? You have nothing. Ugh. So I'm trying to solve that. I do have the authority on water from Arizona coming to speak on one of my upcoming shows. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, but I have the scientist sitting right here, right in front of me. <laughs> so let me scroll past this. There's one other post. A wise farmer told me, please share with us about this. And then I want to finish our show talking a little bit about water. Right. So when I was going to school, I would get so frustrated out in the field when I would see the, the insects that we called pests. Mm -hmm. They'd be eating my food and... Uh, it would frustrate me. And this, the farmer told me, look, you're looking at this the wrong way. Nature yeah. Again. is plentiful. Yeah. You should be growing a part for them, mm -hmm. except that you're going to lose some of that crop for them. They belong there. And I love that. Okay, so that is that the crop is there for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we don't usually look at it that way, do we? Well, and, and you know, when you uh, study IPM, uh, integra integrated pest management, it is more at looking at how much can I lose while it's still cost effective not to do anything. So there's a threshold that's determined when I lose this much, then I bring in say a pesticide or an herbicide. Only if you have to. If you had to. But there, there's a, a financial line. At, and you are going to do nothing until you hit that financial line. So it's just interesting it's the, way of looking it, at it. It's a way of looking at it. And it's also part of your basics. Because right. you're saying, so like if I wanted to sum up, and I think I hit all the screens that I wanted to, yeah, I did. Because here you have on October 1st, coming up this Saturday, uh, Native Plant Propagation and Seed Saving with Renee Murphy. So this is one of your hobby. This it's is my hobby. This yeah. is you for fun, <laughs> teaching a fun. class. Yeah. And you're teaching this class in California. Yeah. Um, and so what could somebody expect to learn from you if they attend this class? So this is class is only an hour. And what I'm really trying to do is get people's uh, uh, appetites wet for uh, trying these things on their own. So I, if you come to me and say, I'm trying to propagate this plant, I'm probably not going to give you an answer. And the reason behind that is I could never be an expert on every the, plant. Every plant. Yeah. But what I do in this class is I talk talk them through the different parts of figuring out how they might go about propagating. So I teach the basics on the different ways you'd propagate. Mm -hmm. But then I'd say, let's consider Can, this plant. Real quick, what is propagating for anybody who maybe doesn't know what we're talking so about? So propagating would be taking a plant and, you know, cutting off a piece of it and getting a, a new root. So anytime you want to create a clone of a plant, mm -hmm. you would have to use a propagation technique. Okay. If you use seed, just like humans. Yeah you're going to get a mix of characteristics. If you're trying to maintain the characteristic of a plant, you need to take a propagation so you create so a clone. Is, this is that whole scientific part yeah. of what you do. That's yeah. so cool. But, but just teaching those basics, okay, if this, if this is a hybrid plant, do you want to propagate it? You have to. Because you want to have the same results. But if you wait for it to create seed, you're not going to get that same plant. Because it so, will be a mix of whatever's in that DNA, if you will. Exactly. So I'd rather you leave <clears throat> my seminar knowing what propagation means, what I'm going to get if I plant seeds. And if I'm trying to make this seed germinate, what does it need? Because sometimes it needs fire. Sometimes it needs cold. Stratification. There's, again, stratification. All that is, does it need fire? Does it need cold? If you have a pine cone, uh -huh. do you think it needs fire uh -huh. to open it up? Yes. Yeah. So now that person needs 
to recreate this fire mm -hmm. situation. So it's just about teaching the different methods of what plants need. And then what I want you to, to do is mm -hmm. then when you want to uh, propagate a plant, you're going to think about the different steps that I talked you through, mm -hmm. come up with a hypothesis, mm -hmm. then go to Google and test and see if you are right. The information's out there, but I think people forget the educational portion and the actual learning why we're doing it, and they just want the quick answer, and I won't give it to them. Because we don't learn if somebody just gives you the answer. And I'd rather ask the audience, okay, uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then we, we all learn. as a community come together yeah. and try and determine Solving how. the problem is the best way to learn right. than just somebody feeding you an answer. And if I can just get them leaving excited, then they'll come back for more or they'll take a more advanced course or they'll go off and, and start a group of friends that, that garden this is together. what they do. That would yes. be so cool. This is what they do. Yes. I totally see you and Kim and Yvette all getting together and growing some stuff one day. That'd be so fun. They might um, come together and drink wine and cook the things that I make while I grow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I said before we finish the show, yeah. uh, I wanted to get a little bit more about your cool NASA stuff that you do because you have a cool NASA sticker there and they're talking about NASA here. And you and I talked a little bit about super funds the other day and how it affects water that we drink and water is such an important topic. So I just figured um, before I let you go, what could you share with us about water and what we're doing? Because as the whole world is talking so much about water. You see it in the news all the time, and it's all fear-based. Yes, yes. Talking to you the other day gave me a little bit of inspiration that yes. maybe our future generations might still have water one day. Right. You know, there absolutely is so much new technology that is out there in other countries, Israel, for yes. one. Um, they are... Uh, utilizing this new technology to actually solve water issues. One of the biggest things is we have this resource of the ocean water, uh, and we all know ocean levels are rising. Yeah. Why aren't we using the ocean water to bring it on land where we need it? And Israel's doing it. It's desalination plants are being used all over the world, yet we have this disconnect in the United States that we complain about things, but we actually don't want to make the investment in the technology. So what we need to do is start opening our minds to these different ideas for technology and start taking these. These aren't new things. They're no. being done across the world. They're uh, not new because I heard of not, them. And then when I new. heard you were into it and you were like, that's what you do for a living is figuring out how we can have clean water and help clean up the water that we've contaminated. And, and, absolutely, and, and, these, and there are solutions out there that are win-win for all the states in the Southwest that need water. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is we're with these these different um, symposiums uh, that we're speaking at is we are trying to get a different state involved each and every way. And the problems are all the same. Yeah. If we lose our water, we lose generally our what's left in the water is toxic dust. Yeah. We're mitigating toxic dust. And there's a whole nother slew of issues that comes with that. So we need to keep our water uh, we need to bring water into our lakes, and we can do that by bringing the salt water from the ocean to recharge our lakes. So it's just a matter of getting some really big pipes and pumping them into our lakes? Well, that and actually uh, there, there, there's an area down in Mexico where the water would naturally come in if it was dredged a bit, and then yes, it would then... So basically a reverse canal. Instead yeah. of going out to out. the ocean, we're coming it in. It would be going in, absolutely, without deep diving into it, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Wow. 
There some are some really cool but stuff happening. In addition with that, anytime you bring water and vegetation into a location, uh-huh. over time it starts cooling the area. Oh, that'd be so good. Can you Just, imagine if it oh, didn't hit 120 in the summertime? Right. And, and over time, Arizona's temperatures would start to go down a bit and monsoon, monsoon seasons would mm. be longer, which was nice. Again, this in the circular uh, way our way water works within the earth, that is ultimately what we need. We absolutely need. Thank you so much for joining me today. I could talk to you for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. hours. Um, If you want to find Midlife Farm Girl, check her out on Instagram. On her Instagram, she actually has her her link tree there so you can find her every which way, any class you want to take. I try to keep all of the upcoming events. I notice you keep it updated. I try to, yeah. You you do really good. So if you guys want to find her, find her there, and hopefully I'll have her back on again one day. I hope so. Thank you, Renee. Take care. Thank you, Rebecca. Oh my gosh, I hope you guys thought that was as cool as I thought it was. I am inspired and I'm going to learn how to grow green stuff, I think. I'm going to try anyways. And hopefully with Renee's help, I'll do more than just try. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.